Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you've joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby at KC Ottawa and or visit SeanGaby.com or KingdomCulture.ca for more engaging content around topics that we will be discussing. As well, we'd love it if you leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. Sometimes what you will be hearing will be live in front of an audience and sometimes more personal here in the studio. We will be releasing a Supernatural Leadership teaching the first Wednesday of every month, so make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are many great leadership podcasts out there, and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why Supernatural Leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle. Often we are led by one or the other, but what if we can combine the two? where presence is the lead and principle is simply the associate. Principles can only take us so far, but when it comes to being led by the spirit, principles don't always work. It's so easy to turn principles into methods and Jesus did not lead this way. It was not by principle that Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead and cast out demons. It was by presence. Jesus did of course operate in principle. In fact, he lived by it but only as an overflow of being under the influence of the presence. John 5.19 quotes Jesus saying, I only do what I see my Father doing. The doing came from a place of being connected to the presence of the Father. The challenge is discerning what both of them actively look like in our lives. In this podcast, we will be exploring just that, along with activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in various areas of our spiritual life. Come along the journey with us. We will be talking about supernatural things in a relevant way, learning how to apply supernatural taboo topics of the kingdom to our lives. His presence changes everything. Why not let it change the way we lead as well? We are not saying by any means we are supposed to throw out the principles of leadership but to make sure the presence behind the principle remains front and center. When we get better, so does the world around us. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, episode three. We are so glad that you are joining us, whether for the first time or rejoining us. We appreciate your connection to this podcast and the content on this podcast. And as we've said earlier, we'd love it if you'd rate it, review it, share it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it. It would really help push the content up and uh, allow us to get it out to more people. So thank you so much. And we're excited about today. Today, uh, we are going to start part one of two parts. And really over the next two episodes, we are discussing very important topic that I want to call developing awareness. Awareness of what? Well, we're talking about his presence. And what does this have to do with supernatural leadership? And I believe everything actually. And awareness of his presence does so many things for us. Realigning our perspectives, renewing our faith, and reminding us of who we really are, just to name a few. So over the next two episodes, we will be talking about developing awareness of his presence for ourselves. That's part one. And then the next episode, part two, we will be talking about an awareness of his presence for others when it comes to ministering to people and bringing them into some form of encounter with God. The next episode, we're really going to get into it. So 
don't you don't want to miss that one. It's going to be awesome. Um, I, I love talking about what I'm going to be able to talk about in that episode. But for this one, we're going to lay uh, really a basic foundation for what it is that we are talking about concerning developing an awareness. So let's just backtrack a little bit. In episode one, if you listen to it, we talked about the presence versus principle. Presence versus principle. Speaking of the presence of God. In essence, the whole reason for this podcast. If you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage you to uh, take a listen. It kind of is the backbone or the uh, cornerstone of this whole podcast and uh, and why we are doing a Supernatural Leadership podcast. So we believe in presence-driven leaders, not only principle-driven leaders. And that's what really the first episode is all about. There would not be supernatural leadership without his presence. Leadership for sure will always exist, but we are looking for his super to empower our natural when it comes to leadership, thus supernatural leadership. So when we talk about the presence of God, let's just define what exactly we are talking about for some of our listeners. For so many This is a term thrown around without much insight, whether biblical or just even a simple explanation of what his presence actually is. Let's just define what his presence is not. It's not what most people think it is, period. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Not really, but it's not what most people think it is. Uh, I know that was a short answer, but it's 100% truth. Let me just continue on this thought. Most people equate presence, the presence of God, to the goosebumps, some uncontrollable manifestation, or a visible cloud of glory as we see in the Bible, more specifically in the Old Testament. Although his presence can manifest to our senses this way, and it happens, and he does do this, many leave it at this, that this is how we would define the presence of God. I don't I don't feel the presence of God because I don't have the goosebump or I don't have the uncontrollable manifestation or I haven't seen some sort of evidence of his presence. And we can't just stop there. That's just one minor component of his presence when it comes to a manifestation of his presence. But that is not necessarily what we are just talking about here. Then we have whole spiritual camps out there that don't even have a working language for his presence. It's always a position of faith. They don't feel or see anything ever, but they believe his presence is with them by faith. They believe positionally the presence of God is with them, but they really have no language around what his presence is. If a non-believer, someone that doesn't believe in what they believe, asks them the question, it's really hard for them to explain because, I mean, people want evidence. It's a reality. It's a reality of human nature. We want evidence. Show me the money. Show me what you've got. If you say you have the presence of God, well, where is the presence of God? And we live in an experiential um, time and generation where everything, uh, it, we, we make decisions based upon how we feel about something, how we feel about a product, how we feel when we touch this or touch that, how, what, what it makes me feel when we listen to something. We make decisions based upon what we feel, based upon the experience that we're having. Then there are even spiritual camps out there that don't even believe they are worthy of experiencing the presence of God. They pray, they pray prayers like, God be with us, uh, if it be your will, etc. They even pray prayers at dinner like, God be with us in our conversation. And, and although it's innocent, um, you know, really the question is like, is he not always with us? Remember everyone, God is 
omnipresent. Let's say it, omni, omnipresent, meaning he is everywhere all the time. He cannot not be with us. This is the good news. So this is this is something that we need to really get a hold of in building sort of um, what we're talking about today, so that we understand that at the fir- at, at a first step in discovering or developing an awareness of God, we have to understand that He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. The presence of God is all around us, all the time, within us and around us. If we are in a relationship with Jesus, we are an incubator, not not even, maybe that's the wrong word, not an incubator, so to speak, but we are a house, as the Bible calls us, a temple for the Holy Spirit, for the presence of God. Let's just look at, for a second, a few scriptures. Uh, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 16 says, come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need. Well, how do we go somewhere we don't have access to? Well, where is the throne of grace? It's in heaven. Who is in heaven? Jesus, sitting at the right hand of the Father. So if we have access to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need, what this suggests all the time is that all the time we are in the presence of God. Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, If we've been raised with Christ, we've also been seated with him in heavenly places. We are in Christ. Christ is in us. John 15, we, we are there, we are present, we live in two worlds at the same time. That's why we've been given access to boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need. In other words, in, in those two thoughts alone, we can't escape the reality of his presence. A lot of people will use, you know, the Psalms of David to describe, well, you know, the presence comes and goes. That's an old covenant reality. The presence of God, um, the anointing of God for a task, the presence of God for a task would be assigned to an individual to complete an assignment. If that assignment was not fulfilled because of disobedience, that presence, that anointing, that grace to fulfill that task would lift. When David was in a rough place, he had an awareness that God's presence was probably going to leave. Now, it's not really a true reality that the presence of God leaves. Often, it's our awareness that leaves us. So let me just continue on this. So no matter what camp you may be living in, um, and maybe you didn't even know, maybe I just described something in that list that you didn't even know. Maybe you're in a camp you didn't even know you were in, now you know. Um, But hopefully by the end of this podcast, you're gonna have a little bit more understanding on, on what it looks like to develop an awareness through understanding what God's presence really is. So no matter what camp you be, may be living in but didn't even know, I'm hoping to help you on this journey a little when it comes to understanding his presence in your life. Now let me just say this. If we are in relationship with Jesus, his presence is here and here to stay. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. We never have to pray for his presence. We have the fullness of God. Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10, you can read it says, In Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. And now we are complete through our union with Christ, who is the head over everything. Christ is in us. We are in Christ. We are in union. And the fullness of God, the all of God, was represented in all of Christ. And we are co-heirs 
with Christ. We are in Christ, Christ in us. Therefore, we have the fullness of God within us now. You can never get more of God than you already have right now. You're never going to get more of God. You're only going to become more aware of the more that you already have. This is the good news. It's like you're not working for more of God. You're not in your own effort, your good behavior, putting, you know, you know, getting brownie points in heaven so that God shows himself to you in a more powerful way. No, as we develop relationship, our awareness grows of how awesome the God reality within us really is. John 15 verse five says, he is the vine, we are the branches. In other words, we are connected. He is the vine, we are branches. Where are the branches? The branches are connected to the vine. Do the branches have to do anything to produce fruit? No. To produce leaves, they don't have to do anything. As long as they stay connected to the vine as a byproduct, leaves will grow, fruit will happen. Your effort does not do anything for you if you're connected. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 says, We are God's house and his spirit or his temple and his spirit resides in us. So, so I just want to build this a little bit as we dive into this a little more because I want us to understand that the presence of God is with us. It's here. He's here. He's here to stay. He's not going anywhere. He's made his home within our hearts if we have let Jesus into our lives. And it's a matter of us learning to develop our awareness. So it's, it's our awareness that goes and ebbs and flows. What do I mean? If the truth and reality is that we have the fullness of God and we can never get any more of him than we already have, then where does the issue lie? Like I've been saying, it's in our awareness of this truth and reality. I'm always aware of his presence if I look. I can see his presence through so many different means. My kids, my wife, conversations I have, people, and the list really goes on. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it when my awareness is heightened and God manifests himself in a more tangible way. But this doesn't have to happen for me to be aware. This is the point I'm trying to get across, to demystify what his presence actually is. So many believers in Jesus talk about dry spells, deserts. And, and like God just seems so far off. Nothing can be further from the truth. Let me just say this. A good father, a good father is not absent-minded. He's not disconnected. And he's not ever taking a break from his kids. So I don't really believe in these so-called dry spells, desert-type seasons that so many people talk of. To believe this, to believe in this concept is to create a construct to justify why it seems that God is not present. Because as humans, as we all know, we all do this, as humans, we have this way of explaining away our problems. So our problem when it comes to this area is simply a wrong understanding of his presence. Now let me just say this, it's very important. If God seems far off, it's almost always because our understanding of God is far off. Let that sink in a little bit. If God seems far off, it's almost always because our understanding of God is far off. The cool thing about God, the thing I love about God the most is that he's never doing the same thing in every new season. He's the same God. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's the same. He is an incredible, incredible God, an incredible creator, an incredible king, faithful father, loyal friend. I mean, he's all those things. He's consistent in who he is, but 
he's not always consistent in how he does what he does. So often what happens, the reason why we we as humans find ways to justify um, why we don't feel God or feel like he's close to us in this season like he was in a previous season is because we're comparing what he did in a previous season to the current season. And because he's not doing what he did in a previous season, we make an excuse or we find a way to rationalize why God must be far off. But let me just say this, God is always doing a new thing in a new season. So the way he spoke to you in a previous season is always going to be different than the way he speaks to you now. So the challenge is this, is developing an awareness of the new way in the new season. To search for him in a new way. God, I know you're doing a new thing in this season. It feels different, unfamiliar, not used to the way that things are going. It feels like I'm a little bit disconnected. Okay. But I know principally, I know uh, uh, the truth is you've never, you never will leave me, never forsake me. Your presence is always with me. So from that vantage point, I'm going to lift my head up and look for what you're doing in this season that's different than in the last season. So once again, if God seems far off, it's almost always because our understanding of God is far off. In these moments, we need to realize that when it feels this way, it's because we are called to see him, like I said, and find him working in our lives in a new way. This has absolutely nothing to do with his presence evident in our lives. God is always provoking a new development of awareness in our lives in these seasons. Now, according to scripture, you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 to 11, I'm not going to read it, but you can go there. I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. Um, the old co- Under the old covenant, there was great glory, great evidence of his presence and power. It was great. It was great. We saw it on the life of Moses. This is the context of this scripture. And Paul is writing to the church at Corinth here. Then he says, but in the new covenant, under the new covenant that Jesus came to establish, so there was the old covenant under the law, Moses represents the law, under the new covenant, under Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 to 11, says that there's much more glory under the new covenant. It's greater, it's bigger, it's better, so to speak. It's, it's just better on every level and even more evident. So that's enough for me. If we saw the glory, the presence of God on Moses, and it was great, it was incredible. I mean, even in in scripture, in in Exodus, the people couldn't even look at Moses' face when he came down off the mountain. I mean, the glory of God was on him, uh, present. It's even more glorious now under the new covenant. That, to me, is enough. The case has been settled. If there is more in the new, and I'm under that, It's not a matter of if he is there, it's a matter of where he is and what it is that he is doing in this season that he wasn't doing in the last season. In this season, his presence may be known to me in different ways than in the past season. Whatever the case, he is always there. Now, do I believe that God allows us to experience him in a more tangible way at times? Yes, absolutely. But it's not a question of presence, it's a question of our interpretation of his presence. There'll be special times, we see it in Acts chapter 3 verse 20, through repentance and the forgiveness of sin, there'll be times promised of refreshing that will come. Uh, In Acts chapter 2 verse 43, when 
uh, the church began really and they were the apostles and, and the believers were meeting together consistently, taking communion, praying, going out into the marketplace and, and, and demonstrating the kingdom of God. It says a deep sense of awe came over them all. So there's times when our awareness is heightened and there's a new awe that's restored. And But it's not necessarily just because God is doing something new. It's because our awareness is continuing to develop of who God is. And some God allow, sometimes God allows us to taste certain things in developing our awareness so that our awareness can get uh, can mature, so to speak. So, so maybe you don't feel him like you did in the past. That's okay. Look for the fruit that is growing in this season without feeling him that it maybe has come as a result of the season where you did feel him. I mean, Galatians 5 verse 22. I think a lot of people, a lot of us, a lot of believers, um, when it, talk, it comes to the presence of God, we, we look for, like I've said, like these crazy manifestations, evidence in different ways, visibly, whatever. And it's all, it's all good. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love when those things happen. But what if we just looked for fruit? What if a, the fruit of the Spirit was enough as a sign of his presence? Galatians 5 verse 22 says, But the Holy Spirit, which is really the presence of God, uh, manifest to us in our everyday. Holy Spirit is the one who leads us to Jesus, guides us into all truth. He is no greater, no lesser than any part of the Godhead, God three in one. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is is the one, I mean, we can't even say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. So we understand the Holy Spirit's role in our lives is to continue to guide us. And he's our tour guide. I call him the tour guide to the kingdom. But, but he says here in verse um, 22 of chapter 5 of the book of Galatians, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So maybe you're struggling to feel the presence of God. Well, what if you just turn your attention, change your perspective, and look for the fruit? Now, maybe you don't feel what you felt in the past. You don't feel the Holy Ghost goosebump. Your hair's not standing on end all the time like it did in the last season. But this, if you begin to see a picture, and a, 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 a more mature picture of what the presence of God is, um, you'll look for things differently. You'll look for this fruit. You'll see goodness. You'll see kindness. You'll see patience in a different way. And maybe this is the highlight. Maybe this is what God's trying to get your attention on. Just get the fruit. This is a result of my presence. So, so a couple things that um, I, I, I want to just go over again as we continue to dive into this. Uh, I said in the beginning, an awareness of his presence does many things, some being realigning our perspectives, renewing our faith, and reminding us of who we really are, just to name a few. I also said if God seems far off, it's almost always because our understanding of God is far off. So the question is how, how do we develop an awareness of his presence? Well, I believe there are three main ways that we develop an awareness for ourselves. Now, like I said, part one, we're talking about developing an awareness for ourselves. Part two, we're going to be talking about, which is next month, talking about developing an awareness of his presence in the context of ministering to people and bring helping facilitate an environment where people around us can come into an encounter of his presence. That's next month. But right now, let's just dive into this a little more. 
I believe there are three main ways that we develop awareness for ourselves. Number one, spend time with him in conversation and listening. Communication, as we know, is key for any relationship to develop. And it's always a two-way street. I think a lot of us uh, spend more time on the one-way street of relationship with God than the two-way street. What do I mean by that? I mean that many of us spend a lot of time bringing our requests to God, um, declaring, you know, spiritual warfare, all kinds of stuff, intense prayers, fasting, and talking, 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 and very little time spending listening, listening to what God wants to say. Sometimes our talking will change because we've listened. Sometimes our prayer will change because we've learned God's heart for a situation. Sometimes, I think a lot of time, our prayers are actually in vain. I think sometimes um, we do, we end up doing what Jesus kind of rebuked the Pharisees for doing, you know, for babbling in our prayers. Very wordy sometimes. We're very focused on these perfect prayers, amazing prayers, but Sometimes, you know, we just need to shut up and listen. And in that place, we're going to have more effective prayer, a more effective prayer life. And I honestly, I learned this. Um, I, I shared a little bit of my, my story in the first episode, but I learned this when I first had my encounter with Jesus as an 18 year old about to turn 19. I lost my job three weeks after and uh, I, I decided while I was searching for a new job and actually couldn't get a job for six months, I, I just spent four to eight hours a day studying the, the, the word, studying the Bible, getting my head in that space, praying, learning to hear and recognize the voice of God through listening, and then going out into the environment of like the, on the street, you know, in the restaurants, in the clubs, in the bars to share my story of what had happened to me, how Jesus had transformed my life, how you know, I didn't believe that Jesus was the real deal. And now I do, I did because I had this encounter, changed my world. My world flipped upside down. I started seeing crazy things happen all around me, not only in my alone time, four to eight hours a day with God, but when I would go out onto the street to, to actually demonstrate what had been going on, because we nearly need to be taking what goes on in our private life and bring it out to the public, so to speak. We really need to be extending and demonstrating love, not just hoarding it. So I I, I spent the, the majority of that six months literally activating everything I was learning in my private time. Um, because you're, you know, your private victories should showcase themselves in some sort of public victory. And so I was seeing the fruit of my prayer privately. I was seeing the fruit of my study privately. And uh, amazing things were happening. But in that season, I really spent a lot of time communicating in conversation with God, learning to listen. Because he's the God of relationship, not the God of religion. He did not, Jesus did not come to establish a religion. He came to establish a relationship. And if that bothers you, uh, I, I'm sorry. But the reality of it is, that's what he's here for. Relationship with humanity. And so, number one... Uh, if you want to develop an awareness for yourself of the presence of God, spend time with him in conversation. Spend time with him listening. Now, in every season, it's different. I can't spend four to eight hours a day anymore. Um, are there seasons where there are pockets 
uh, and moments that that takes place, absolutely. Um, but is it my norm like it was for six months straight? Absolutely not. I was single then, didn't have much responsibility. Now I have four kids. Um, we're leading a whole bunch of things. We're involved in a whole bunch of things. Uh, especially now my kids are in like tons of extracurricular activities and it's just, it's insanity. And so obviously my life style now looks different. And so I have to adjust in every season, just as we all do. So number one, spend time with him in conversation and listening. Number two, key for developing an awareness is study the greatest account of his presence, which is the Bible. You know, Hebrews 4.12, you've probably heard this verse. It's, you know, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's sharp, man. The, the word of God has an ability when we know the word of God, when we not only just know it, memorize it, but when, when we actually digest it, when we live it out, when we, we, we focus on the word and then let it become a part of our lives and we activate it. If we're reading about patience, studying about patience, and then we all of a sudden have an opportunity to manifest patience. That's when the word becomes life to us. It does not become life by letting it sit in the mind. Having, you know, you can memorize scripture all day long and not know God in relationship. God does not care about how much you know about the word or how much you know about God. He, he wants for you and from you is your heart. He wants you to take your knowledge and, and turn that into an experience that transforms. And so the word of God, it's living and powerful, but it's only in living, it's only living and powerful to the degree that we allow it to transform uh, our entire life from the inside out. When we allow the word of God to become the sword that it's supposed to, it gives us the ability to cut through, like a sword would, all the clutter, all the stuff that stands before us and reaching our purpose, reaching the thing that God's called us to reach. Uh, it, ha- it allows us to become more aware of what I call the God reality all around us. So I don't just encourage reading for the sake of reading, although this can be beneficial. I encourage study, living it out, becoming it, meditating on it. These are methods towards transformation. I mean, God said to Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter three, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to this rebellious people, Israel. I want you to prophesy to them. I'm giving you a word. But before I, before you actually open your mouth and release the word, I want you to eat the scroll that I give you. What he was saying is, I want the message to be digested in the very depths of your being before you open your mouth and release the words on that scroll. I want you to digest the message, become the message, let the message become a part of you. That's that's what sharpening, having a sharp sword looks like in the spirit is, is letting the word become a part of who we are meditating on it, diving into it, studying it, not just reading for the sake of reading. I'm not against reading the word for the sake of reading it, doing like a, you know, a Bible, like a, you know, a 365 day, you know, read the whole Bible in a year. Those, that's all good. But if it's only that, I think we're only going to hit a measure of the purpose um, that the word is called to accomplish in our life. I, I really believe meditating on the word, uh, living it out, practicing it, studying it, I'll take passages of scripture and study them just for a whole month and and think on them for a whole month until I feel like I get it, until it gets into me. It's like sometimes different types of food takes 
a different amount of time to digest into your system. Well, same thing in the word. Um, there are some truths that God, I believe, will allow us to stay on for longer because he wants them to, be, to become a part of our life. So we have study as number two, the greatest account of his presence, the Bible. Number three, our final point in developing an awareness is stay connected to the right people. You know, we become the four to five most consistent people we associate and connect with. When you are with people that have an awareness, by nature of association, you'll become aware. Get around people that walk this out, that 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 in your mind, in your in, from your perspective, have an awareness of God. If you are struggling to feel like you have an awareness or understanding, maybe you are a new believer in this whole thing in relationship with Jesus and you don't know a lot about um, this side of it and uh, right now maybe your faith is more logic-centric or logic-oriented um, and you want to you want to get around people that are living it out, that are walking out faith. I mean, Saul, who is... The, a king over the, the first king over over Israel that God had appointed um, was not a prophet. He wasn't a prophet. And in 1 Samuel 10, 1 Samuel 19, we see Saul, when he got around the prophets who were prophesying in association with those that had an awareness of the presence of God in this way, in the context of prophecy, Saul, who was not a prophet, who had never prophesied, who never went through, you know, uh, supernatural 101 or prophetic school 101 began to prophesy. He began to do what they did because he got around them. So what I'm trying to say is stay connected to the right people. If you want to grow, go to people that are also growing and get around people that are growing in areas that you feel you want to grow in or that you're lacking in. I mean, I have matured uh, and the man that I am today and keep on because of the people that I surround myself with, the people, the moms, the spiritual moms, the spiritual dads, the, the mentors in my life, the people that I get around, the questions that I ask. I've matured in my awareness, in my understanding um, by getting around the right people, traveling you know, with different people over the years and getting around different uh, speakers and and on different platforms it's allowed me to grow even in my own awareness just by watching others grow so this concludes the teaching portion for this episode let's just review a few quick things and then we're going to do a little bit of an activation um, a couple a couple things that I, I I feel stand out that are important for us to remember in our review is an awareness of his presence does many things for us. It realigns our perspectives, it renews our faith, and it reminds us of who we really are. Let's define what his presence is not. It's not what most people think. Remember, you know, I kind of opened it up with this. Most people equate the presence of God to the goosebumps, some uncontrollable manifestation, or a visible cloud of glory. And although all of that can be and happen and does, we can't leave it at that. Remember, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. He cannot not be with us. Very important we remember that. How do we develop an awareness of his presence? I believe there are three main ways that we develop awareness. Number one, spend time with him in conversation and listening. Number two, study the greatest account of his presence, the Bible. Number three, stay connected to the right people. Now, my activation for you, over the next four weeks, I want you to take one scripture. It could be a verse, uh, it could be a small passage, and just study it. Like, study it hard, write it out, 
do a word study, you know, find as many working definitions um, you can for the various words that stand out for you, whether it's um, in the Hebrew or in the Greek Old Testament, uh, uh, Old Testament, Hebrew, New Testament, Greek. Um, if those words pop out to you, like study them, like go all in, meditate on it, pray it, uh, let it transform your thinking in your everyday. Take four weeks to do this. Um, also take 30 minutes a day if you can. And if you can't do that, then take 15 minutes and split it up, divide it by two. Take half of that 30 minutes, 15 minutes just for communicating. And then take 15 minutes of listening and then switch it up. The next day, do 15 minutes of listening, 15 minutes of communicating and watch what begins to change in you. The first day when you spend the first part of it just communicating and then listening and then watch what happens when you listen first and then communicate. I can almost guarantee you the way that you communicate will be different based upon the first half of that time. Now, if you can only take 10 minutes, do five and five. Um, also, I wanna encourage you to book two uh, coffee or tea talks, whatever you drink or water or whatever it is that you drink with someone that you admire that seems to have an awareness of God in their life that you look up to. Sit with them, ask them questions, take notes and just be with them. Uh, really important that we develop relationship and that you create a space where you can grow uh, alongside others. So these activations, obviously, um, they're not have-tos, they're get-tos. They wanna encourage you uh, to do these things. I believe it's important for the sake of our growth. If we hear something and then don't do really quick right after, we just won't grow. Um, a lot of people will only capture about five to 10% of what I'm saying in this podcast alone. But if we can take home something uh, and then apply it right away, it's gonna have a chance to grow. If we forget about it, kind of wait for the next month to come around, chances are uh, we will not uh, see growth in that area. So I wanna encourage you, you know, the seed's been planted, now water it a little bit as soon as you can. Get it in the right environment. Don't forget, next episode, we will be exploring developing awareness of his presence in the context of others when it comes to ministering to someone, helping them come into a life-transforming encounter. And yes, you have a part to play in this with others. Your awareness of his presence is a game changer leading you so that you can lead others. This is supernatural leadership. Everyone has a leader within them. Why not make it a little more supernatural? Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode, episode three. We will see you next month. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Also, follow us on Instagram at Supernatural Leadership Podcast. See you next time.